26, verse 69, Matthew 26. Lisey, can we turn this down just a tad? Lisey's got it. It's good. You got it recording? Cool. All right, Matthew 26, uh, starting in 69. Why don't we stand up, get the blood flowing a little bit as we read God's word for us this morning. All right, verse 69. Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway where another girl saw him. And he said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them, for your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses on himself, and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people came to the decision to put Jesus to death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the thirty silver coins to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us, they replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priest picked up the coins and said, It is against the law to put this into the treasury since it's blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why it's been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the 30 silver coins, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. I send the reading of God's word. You guys can take a seat. So we are, um, just a reminder, we're in the final days of Jesus' life. Uh, we have already looked at how Jesus has been betrayed by Judas. Uh, he's been convicted in this monkey trial or botch trial, whatever you want to call it. And now he's soon to be delivered over uh, to his execution by a cross. And he is utterly alone. His disciples have scattered and fled. And he is by himself to face what he's about to face in these last verses of the book of Matthew. Well, today's topic, we're going to talk about the issue of regret. The issue of regret. Now, I think for all of us, regret is something that we have probably all dealt with at one point in our lives, okay? Especially the older we get and the more life we live, regret is something that we all deal with. And to illustrate this, um, I thought of a a movie that I watched a while ago. And the movie was a a movie by Will Smith, or he was the main actor. 
who played a guy named Ben Thompson. And the movie was called Seven Pounds. And so this movie, um, basically it starts out with this terrible and tragic accident between him and his fiance. They're in a car, and he's texting while driving. And you can tell what happens, right? He gets in a massive car wreck, and he, he alone survives. His fiance is killed. He hurts and injures and kills other people that he kind of came head on with. But he starts to deal throughout the movie with his initial remorse and grief for what he has done. He's caused a massive accident in which he's lost the love of his life and the lives of others. And now he is trying to decide how he can make up for what he did by giving several people unbelievable once-in-a-lifetime gifts. They kind of range from monetary gifts all the way up to very life-transforming, changing gifts. But what is gripping in this story is how he wrestles with the issue of remorse and regret. How he deals with this in the movie. How he deals with the flashbacks of what he has done and the lives that he has affected. And he starts to come up with ways that he can pay people back. Or do something to make up for the, the regret that he is feeling inside. Well, the movie ends with this gripping scene where Ben Thomas, he commits suicide by um, basically uh, getting inside of a freezing cold tub with this deadly jellyfish. And the jellyfish will kill him, but will preserve his organs so that he can be a transplant, a life-saving transplant for a woman that he has met. And so he gives up his life, and the whole movie is how he's giving all these gifts, trying to make up for the regret that he is feeling to various people in need, and the very last thing that he does is give up his own life to save another person who needs a life-saving transplant. Somehow he thinks that by his own suicide and by giving up everything that he has, it's going to make up for the grief or the regret, the remorse that he feels for the thing that he did. See, today as we study Matthew 26 and 27, I think we're going to see this, that because we are all sinners, we all have regret. We are all sinners, we know that, and we all have regret. But what we do with our regret tells a lot about our relationship with Jesus. What do we do with that regret? It tells a lot about our relationship with Jesus. Well, our text opens up with a leader of the disciples Peter, who plays a a prominent role in the Gospels. And through a picture of Peter's darkest moment, we are first going to see how godly regret leads to repentance. Godly regret leads to repentance. Well, in one sense, it should be no surprise to Peter that he's going to deny or disown Jesus, right? Jesus told him at the Last Supper, you are going to deny me just a few hours before. But Peter being Peter, what does he say? He says, Lord, there's no way that I'm going to do that. It's, a, it's another Peter moment where he sticks his foot in his mouth. He says, there's no way that I'm going to disown you at this important time. Maybe everybody else will, but I will not. But of course, Jesus was 100% right. He knew what was going to happen. He's Lord of the earth. He knew that Peter was going to disown him. So where we find ourselves today in our text is that Peter is following Jesus from a distance. He's following Jesus as Jesus is being taken into the temple for these court proceedings. And Peter is watching from the outside. And I want us to notice just a few things before we make 
a few applications for us in the present day. But I want you to see this. First of all, Matthew records kind of a pattern of accusation and denial three times. There's first an accusation by somebody. You are a disciple of Christ. And then there's a denial. You are a disciple of Christ. And then there's a denial. Look at it in the text. Verse 69. You also were with Jesus the Galilean. That's the first accusation. The first denial. I do not know what you mean. The second accusation. Verse 71. This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. Denial number two. I do not know the man. The last accusation, certainly you two are one of them, for your accent betrays you. And Peter, verse 30, uh, 74, I do not know the man. And notice that each time the denial gets more and more intense. Each time Peter gives a denial, he becomes more 